Welcome to a special report from the Diocese of Columbus with the news that Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, has been appointed the new Bishop of the Diocese of Brooklyn, New York. He'll continue to serve as the Bishop of the Diocese of Columbus through the end of November. Welcome, Your Excellency, and I know that we've come accustomed to your humble leadership here in Columbus, so we're sad to see you go, but how did this process work out? Well, let me tell you something. I'm really sad to be going, more than you can imagine. Um, but I, I've come to grow and to, I've come to love this church so, so very much. But to answer your question, um, essentially, Bishop Damasio, the uh, bishop of Brooklyn right now, uh, is past the age of retirement, actually some time ago, and continued to serve there in Brooklyn. And so they began this process where they do consultation on the local level, where they ask other bishops to give assessments of the needs of the diocese. And, uh, and, and ultimately, the Holy Father receives from the nuncio what's called a turner, three names, some suggestions. And then the process takes on over there in Rome. So um, mysteriously, without me knowing it, I guess... Um, People were talking. I don't know. Uh, but where it affected me was last week, uh, the nuncio, the Pope's ambassador to the United States, Archbishop Pierre, who was with us last year for um, Our Lady of Guadalupe, he called and he said, uh, um, he always asks the first question is, are you alone? And when he says, are you alone, <laughs> you know you're in trouble. <laughs> Your heart sunk a little bit. My heart sunk a little bit. I thought he might be calling me on another piece of business that we had been working on. And um, and so I, I was not troubled when I saw the call. But when he said, are you alone, I sat down. <laughs> and he said, the Holy Father has appointed you as the Bishop of Brooklyn. Um and that came way out of left field. I was flabbergasted. That was nowhere on my radar. Um, my home was here, and I grew to be very comfortable being very much at home here in central Ohio, and I can't imagine myself leaving. But that said, it's like the gospel, you know, I have to blame you a little bit, Bill. We've been talking about these things in the last couple of weeks in the gospel about being sent out by the Lord and, and taking up your cross. I'm kidding, of course. Yeah, but, no, that's but right. But having to take up your cross and follow, do what Jesus tells you to do. And that's what I have to see in this, that this is the Lord asking me to do something, sending me forward. It's, uh, and, and I'm catching up with my own words that, uh, you know, it's not about me, it's not about us, but that that we are entrusted with a certain amount of care for the Lord's vineyard, all of us, every one of us as missionary disciples. And it means following where the Lord sends you. It means embracing the cross and uh, doing whatever he asks. And Bishop Brennan, this has happened somewhat quickly. Um, what happens with the incoming bishop? What's the timeline look like? Well, essentially, the same process will kick in. Um, I'll be here until the 30th of November, and I'll actually technically be administrator, but I'll be running the diocese the way I did before, taking serving as I did before. And um, then uh, the priest who are the consultors elect an administrator to serve in the meantime, 
But the nuncio begins the process of selecting a new bishop here. Um, same kind of thing. He he, uh, he sends out consultations. He he gets a sense of the state of the diocese. Now, one of the things is he didn't do that all so long ago, so he's got a good sense of, of the state and the needs of the diocese. And when we did speak last week, he assured me that he understood what our needs were before and what they continue to be and what they are now. He's very aware of some of the many things that we're engaged in right now, and so he does see this as urgent. He's assured me of that. So hopefully in a few months after I am moved, a new bishop will be named, and the whole thing just begins all over again, and then you welcome him, and uh, and, and, and there's an installation. So um, there'll, there'll be a, a new round of hope and joy. What's your deepest prayer for the Diocese of Columbus going forward? Well, it has to be prayer of Jesus himself, that all may be one, that we remain in Jesus, remain in him as he remains in us, that we love one another, and that we take very seriously that call of Matthew 28, his last words to his disciples before he ascended into heaven. Oh, baptize all the nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them all that I have taught you and know that I am with you even until the end of the ages. So that we'll take it seriously, live his gospel, live the joy of his gospel and the splendor of truth and bear witness to it in all that we do, that we may be, all be one. Now, what does that mean practically? Well, we've begun a lot of hard work and I'm happy to have done my part in this and to have inspired what I could and encouraged you. But always from the very beginning, I've noted that what's happening here in the Diocese of Columbus is really happening at the local level. It's all of you, the, the people of, of, of faith, people of faith, hope, and love, who, who live out that faith, hope, and love in your parishes and in your families. Um, it, it's, it's the work of the priests and, and, and the religious of, of all of the deacons and staffs of the parishes that, that, that everybody pulling together um, brings the gospel to, to life right here in central Ohio. And so we started this process called Real Presence, Real Future. We need to continue on that road. We really need to continue. That's that's um, in, in essential. And I, it, when the whole, when um, the Holy Father, I just promoted him. When Archbishop Pierre called me, <laughs> the nuncio, I raised this as a as a concern of mine that we've just begun this process. And he was very clear. He says, "Well, that should continue. You should go down that road." And as I think about it, where we are now is in that process of consultation. It's not a part of the process that depends on the bishop. But what you're doing is you, as a diocese, um, are making your voices heard. We're collecting all of that. So please, I beg you, please continue to participate. If you haven't already in some of these parish sessions, please continue to be part of this process because we'll be able to give the next bishop a wonderful gift. We'll be able, he, he'll be able to come in and hear what the people of this diocese are saying are the needs and some of our ideas for 
the, the ways that the church in the 21st century can function, can meet the needs of this new century, this, this age of apostolic mission, as we had been discussing in that book, and, and, and meet those needs in creative uh, fashion um, with renewed energy. That what a, I, I'll tell you, if I walked in to that, I'd be very, very grateful. And, and then, you know, I would have had to evaluate it. He'll have to evaluate it. He'll have to continue to listen. But as much as there's a part of me that feels a little um, as if, oh, man, we started something that we're not going to finish... No, we're going to finish this. We have to finish this. It's so, so important. You know, when I met with the priest in the summer about this next stage as we started these parish sessions, I, I told them about a photo I have in my office of the Broad Street Bridge under construction over I-7071. <laughs> um, I, I won't say how that photo was taken. I really don't want to know. I'm telling you, in the midst of traffic. But it's an image that I used. I used to say that we have to keep the traffic moving on Broad Street, but be working together to build that new bridge. And the two have to go on simultaneous. I'm, I'm fascinated by that project, seeing how they literally took a piece of it down, put the two pieces together, and they're building something new, and now they're going to do the other side. That's what we have to do. But when I told the priest this, I said, you know, once the jackhammers come out, you're committed to the project. And ladies and gentlemen, the jackhammers have come out. We're committed to this. So um, I, I beg of you, uh, please continue to participate because uh, the new bishop will need this. And, and he will discover the depth of talent, the depth of faith, the love of the people of God in this great diocese. Um, uh, and, and you will be a great gift to him as you were to me. Is it possible, I'm kind of uh, considering what you're saying as about uh, real presence, real future, is it possible that uh, this was a gift in a strange kind of way to those living in the Diocese of Columbus, that it's not top-down, it's not one person raising the flag, it's all of us working together, and we'll need to do that in a very intentional way now? That's a good way of putting it, yes, I mean, that was certainly the intention. The intention was, you know, just an aside, one of the things the, the, the Holy Father has called us to is, is synodality. He called us to a synod, uh, and I'm looking at all the materials that we're supposed to do, and I said, wait a minute, that's real presence, real future. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is trusting in the Holy Spirit who works through the people of God. And so it was an act of trust, um, not by me alone, but by all of us engaged in this. And yes, a gift, so that it, this is the people on the ground, the people who are living the experience of faith in, in our parishes and all over the diocese, the, the different missionary movements and the, and the great things that are happening here. There are many listeners to St. Gabriel Radio, for example, um, there's there's a movement. You're, it's more than just listening to a station. These are people who are committed to growing in the faith and being able to express that faith. So, I it is a gift to be able to hear from all of those voices. And I'm convinced. I'm convinced that 
through that whole process, the Holy Spirit will speak to us. What kind of attitude do we need to have going forward in order to uh, make this a work of our, our Lord, this renewal work of the, of the Lord? It's a matter of, it, 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 it may sound contradictory, but I think we need an attitude of tremendous confidence, but profound humility. So tremendous confidence because the power comes from God. The power is in Christ Jesus who is keeping his promise. I'm with you always. I'm with you, you know. He, he didn't say Bishop Brandon or Bishop so-and-so. He said, I am with you always. So we have to have perfect confidence that Jesus Christ is walking with us and that we're walk, walking along that path uh, with, with him beside us. But humility, humility to understand that the Holy Spirit doesn't speak only through me. The Holy Spirit is working through me, so my contribution is important, but it's a contribution that the Holy Spirit just pulls together from believers all around. So um, so confidence and humility and hope. Hope in the Lord, finding our joy in the Lord. Um, those, those, I think, are the attitudes that will carry us forward. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer? Indeed. Perhaps I'll just use the blessing that comes to us from the book of Numbers. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he look upon you with kindness and grant you his peace. And may Almighty God bless you this day and always. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.